When we read scripture, one of the things that often happens with the help of the Holy Spirit is that we see ourselves in the passage or the story. In this particular story, Jesus is helping us to see ourselves and our world through new lenses. We know that it was startling to those first listeners to even consider the idea that a Samaritan, a Samaritan of all people, could be good. Samaritans, you'll recall, were not highly regarded by the Hebrew people. They considered Mount Gerizim and not the Temple Mount the holiest of places. And so they were regarded as less than. How could one of those people then be the hero of the story? Surely Jesus was mistaken. It's the good church folk who would be the ones to choose compassion and help the one in need. Sometimes I think if we're honest, we realize that we good church folk are, more, are far more likely to be one of the ones who pass by, who had a million good, very good reasons why the broken soul by the side of the world road was not our concern. I don't want to get involved. It's too dangerous. My thoughts and prayers are with you, brother. Not my circus. We have a hundred good reasons why we turn a blind eye to the hurting ones in our midst, do we not? And of course, at times, we are the one who is lying, bleeding, wounded, helpless, hoping that someone will be a neighbor to us when we so desperately need a neighbor. Last summer, on our trip to South Padre Island, Hunter, Crystal, my friend Leanne, and I were in a vehicle that just quit. It just died on the interstate about 25 miles from Corpus Christi. We called a wrecker, that worked, but we were told that only one person could ride in the tow truck to the repair place. We were too far from any city to call a cab or even an Uber. We called the sheriff's department, the emergency number on the back of the Texas driver's license, don't bother, watched several patrol cars drive past us and found that there was no good system in place to help people who found themselves in situations like that. Fortunately, my friend Heather Iben, now Eurocheck, lives in Corpus Christi, and I just happened to have Heather's phone number in my phone. I called her, and she was able and willing to come rescue us from the side of the interstate. Honestly, don't know what we would have done without Heather. Sometimes you're the one on the side of the road. And then sometimes, well, sometimes when we look for ourselves in the story, we realize that we're the donkey. I know, right? The donkey. But listen, the donkey is an important player in the story if you stop to really think about it. I wonder if the donkey wasn't perhaps the first one to realize that there was trouble ahead. Perhaps he smelled blood and slowed his steps much to the puzzlement of his owner, long before the Samaritan even realized there was something amiss. Maybe the donkey broke stride, bristled at the command to move forward, sensing there was the possibility of danger here. It could well be that the donkey is the early alert system in this particular story. When the Samaritan finally looks around and sees the wounded man there lying in the ditch, it is the donkey that serves as the first emergency response vehicle, the first ambulance, if you will. He puts the crime victim, the Samaritan puts the crime victim onto the back of the donkey and together they move him to safety. So you see, without the donkey, 
both the Samaritan and the wounded one might never have been able to get to the innkeeper, the one who provided a place of respite and healing for the man. Yes, I see the donkey as an important means to an end here. The donkey is a vehicle through which good comes into a very bad situation. Now, at the risk of being taken too lightly or thought insulting, I would contend that the church often serves as the donkey to our neighbors. We often sound the alarm that something is askew in God's world. Men, women, and children are being oppressed, victimized, treating unjustly. It's our job to garner concern and shake others awake to realize that something is not as God dreams it to be. There are hungry children. There is atrocious violence against women. There are people struggling under inhumane work conditions. People lacking adequate medical care. People never learning to read and write. And the church is often the one who balks and refuses to go forward until someone starts doing something about these situations. You see, the church is supposed to be a prophetic voice in the world. We are to call others to to help them realize that God's will is not being lived out. It is our job to bring our faith to address current social and political affairs in our world today. All of us are sometimes called to be prophets and, yes, donkeys, to issue a word of warning, alarm, concern, to get the attention of someone who can help right that wrong, heal that hurt. Now, the truth is, most of us will never find ourselves in situations where we can directly administer aid to victims around the world. We either aren't where the need happens to be or we just don't have the right skills. But think about it. A donkey doesn't have opposable thumbs to dress wounds and apply bandages. That was the job of the Good Samaritan. But as donkeys, we can always act as the vehicle whereby those who can do those things are able to do them. Sometimes it's through our monetary gifts that we begin to make change in the world. Our gifts can help take medical care to people who are without. They send people with voice to speak on behalf of those being abused or oppressed. They provide hygiene kits and teachers to change practices that end the lives of babies dying long before their time. We help people devastated by natural disaster, war, famine, pandemic. In both word and deed, we are to share the gospel of Jesus and make it possible for others to show God's mercy and grace to those who are desperate, desperate for those things. Donkey? She called the church a donkey? Yes. I said the church must be willing to bear the burden of a great deal of compassion work that's, been doing, that's being done around the world today. At our annual conference last month, last, last month in Fort Worth, there was over $400,000 pledged to provide help, aid, to the citizens of Ukraine. That's from the 300 churches that make up our annual conference over $400,000 was pledged. And that's in addition to the money that had already been given through our United Methodist Committee on Relief. We are to carry Jesus into the dark places where the Christ light so needs to shine. It seems that those who carry the gospel are often aided by a donkey. 
You know, we usually depict Mary riding a donkey on that long, uncomfortable trip to Bethlehem. And then again, as she rides with the baby in her arms, traveling to Egypt to escape Herod's decree to slaughter the baby boys. And Jesus wore a donkey that day of his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. In our history, donkeys carry good news. You know, donkeys are often associated with humility. A beautiful soul named Barbara Graham once said, it's amazing how much can be accomplished when no one wants credit. In humility and love, with diligence and faith, we are to serve as the Good Samaritan's donkey and make sure Christ's compassion travels near and far into the hearts and lives of those who need to know the touch of Jesus. May all of us recognize those times that God is calling us to be vehicles of life and peace, calling us to carry the good news, calling us, yes, to be the donkeys. Thanks be to God. Amen.